Hi guys, this is Joseph. Welcome to the Jesus Cast with Joseph M. This is a Christian podcast dedicated at casting Jesus to the world through teaching the word of God for instilling biblical knowledge, increasing faith, and helping you discover your purpose in God. May you enjoy the sermon. Receive my humble greetings in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. My name is Joseph, and welcome to the Jesus Cast podcast. Yes, uh, we are still on our series, uh, Compromised. This is our second week in our series, Compromised. And we will be doing this for the next couple of weeks, and hopefully by uh, the end of the month or in the beginning of the following month, that's when it will end, about five or six episodes, hopefully. this series is personal to me I feel that you know too many of us we compromise ourselves you know whether we compromise our character whether we compromise you know our sin I mean I mean I mean our faith or we we, we just compromise you know we, we just compromise who we are we compromise ourselves we compromise our gifts we compromise our calling we compromise ideally almost everything in life because of situations that are, uh, are around us or that are impacting us so Today we're going to be focusing on a very different, uh, well, I think it's very common. I think it's very common at most. And I also think that in most of the episodes that we've had, I pro- I've probably shared about this uh, once or twice, probably at the beginning of the, uh, when we started the podcast. So in the early episodes, I kind of like touched on this. And then somewhere in the middle, I also touched on it because I feel that God wants us to actually get it. You know, I feel so many of us are so like, so many of us are lost okay and this is ideally because we get tired okay we re- we really get tired when we go through life and there's so much that we're going through and we just get to a point where we feel like this faith thing is not working out for us you know we get to a point where we say no man, i can't keep doing this i've done everything i can and i've waited on god for so long and he has done nothing and I'm not seeing the results of me being a Christian because I've been looking at God and I've been praying and I've been asking for things and I've been asking for situations to change, but they're still not changing. And I don't know if I can keep holding on. In fact, I've gotten to a point where I don't want to hold on anymore. So on today's episode of the Jesus Cast podcast, we will be discussing the concept of compromised faith. And we've entitled today's message, This is not working. And I'm going to be reading from Exodus 32, verses 7 to 14. And it reads as follows. And the Lord said to Moses, Go, get down, for your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made themselves a molded calf and worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, This is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, and indeed it is a stiff-necked people. Now therefore, let me alone, that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them, and I will make of you a great nation. Then Moses pleaded with the Lord his God and said, Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians speak and say he brought them out to harm them, to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce wrath and relent from this harm to your people. 
Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants to whom you saw by your own self and said to them, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and all this land that I have spoken of, I give to your descendants and they shall inherit it forever. So the Lord relented from the harm which he said he would do to his people. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word. We believe that it comes from you. We believe that God, you have called us to preach it, Lord. It is not of our own. It is not of our own understanding of our own works, Jehovah. It is not even because we are fluent at speaking your word, Father, but it is because, Lord, you love us and you have called us, Jehovah, to preach your gospel. And I trust you, Jehovah, to know that, Lord, as much as I am unqualified to do this, as much as I do not have anything that proves that I should be teaching this word, Lord, that I should be preaching your word, but I have you in me, Lord, to preach the word for me. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray. Amen and amen. Amen. So, yeah, uh, I was speaking on the basis that, you know, when we pray to God and things don't work for us, Sometimes it is so much easier for us to just say, God, this is not working. Like I've tried everything, but this is not working. This faith thing is not working. I've prayed week in, week out. I've fasted, I've gone to mountains, but this is still not working. And I'm tired, God. I'm tired because the world out there is succeeding. The world out there is doing so well. And I'm standing here hoping that God, you will see me through, but nothing is happening. Now, to the scripture. See, the, the, the Israelites are in Egypt. Uh, they're kept as slaves. Uh, this is after they were received in Egypt due to Joseph and Joseph dies. And the king that's there cares very little about Joseph's uh, you know, he cares very little about Joseph in general and he doesn't care about his reputation as well so he feels that the Israelites are growing in number so because they are growing in number let us enslave them and let us just put them in a position where they cannot do this anymore okay and the people start calling out to God and God sees Moses and calls Moses and says Moses my people are calling can you get them out the people uh, go and do a ceremony a sacrifice for God and they go to Pharaoh and they request that Pharaoh releases the people and Pharaoh is hardened and God brings the ten plagues and the ten plagues come and eventually Pharaoh releases the Israelites and as he releases the Israelites the Egyptians now start chasing the Israelites and the, the Egyptians are chasing the Israelites the Israelites escape as God is with them as God's hand is upon them he passes them through the Red Sea he parts the, the seas and they pass and it's just they have, uh, uh, they have passed they get to the other side the, the sea closes they go and sing okay the, 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 the Egyptians die in the sea and the Israelites on the other side now they start singing and chanting and dancing and celebrating what God has done okay they celebrate what God has done they keep complaining though over and over and over and over again after every miracle that God does for them they still go back to complain when they lack something okay and I want to tell you this, okay, before I get into the message and everything, I'll probably remember that I have to say this later on, but I'm just going to say it now, okay? Too many of us have seen miracles, but we are discontent. And because of our discontentment, whenever 
something goes sideways even when we know that god can get us out of that situation we still complain we still want second options we still want to get someone else to help us out of our situation other than god and that is the beginning of compromise because you want something so bad that you don't recognize that god can give it to you that you go and look for it outside that you go and look for it elsewhere Remember that the Bible tells us that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you could ever think or imagine. So if you can think it, God cannot do it. Sorry, let me keep going. <laughs> so we get to this part of the scripture, okay? Exodus 32. And when we get to Exodus 32, the Israelites are left now. Moses has gone to the Mount Sinai to pray gone to you know to, to, to be in discussion with God God gives him a tablet now he's supposed to come back but Moses is not coming back so Moses is not coming back and as Moses is not coming back these people are getting frustrated okay they now go to uh, Moses's brother Aaron and they say to him dude we want a God okay and I think one of the reasons why we, 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 we lose concentration when it comes to our faith is because you know we, we, we like physical things and that's what they do. They go to Moses and they say to Aaron and say, we, we, we want God. So Aaron, uh, not being as fully, you know, fledged as Moses is, not knowing how to respond to this, he responds in the way that is expected of him. So he goes and says, okay, it's fine. Give me your earrings and stuff and I will make, you know, a God for you. And out of the fire that he puts, all of those things comes out a calf. Okay. So now enters the calf, which leads to the people of Israel compromising their faith because now they want to worship the calf rather than the God who got them out of Egypt. Let me back up a little bit. This is what compromised faith looks like. Okay. This is when one person chooses to ignore the truth about the word of God. Okay. Due to the influences of the world, they settle for living outside of God's original design, which is based on relationship with him through only worshiping him and no one else. In today's uh, view, this is you saying, I will not pray to God through the name of Jesus. I will not receive Jesus Christ, but I can have a direct relationship with God. No, you cannot. Your relationship with God begins with Christ and ends with Christ. In Acts 4, 12, the Bible tells us there is no other name, no other name that we can bow to except for the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our key to God. Without him, there is no key to God. You have no access to God. But anyway, let me move on. So these people, okay, they've decided that we have tried this and it's failing okay and the consequence okay uh the consequence of this is it breaks your relationship with god it removes you away from his presence the israelites god got angry about them and he wanted to get rid of them anyway it's getting hot in here anyway so when you look at faith compromised Jesus Christ discusses something very interesting when he speaks uh, the parable of the sower. He says there are four seeds and each one of these seeds fall in a different type of soil. Okay, 
There's one that fall, fall, falls in the good soil and the one that falls in the good soil is people who ideally receive the word of God and they receive it fully. Okay, nothing changes. And then there are those who, uh, the seed that falls and when a rock, it starts growing, but because there's no root, it falls. And these are people who ideally receive the word with excitement and then eventually the word of God kind of like stops being effective in their lives. Okay, and then there's this guy who... I mean, the other seed, okay, the seed that falls into thorns, okay, this seed ideally gets eaten up by the things of the world. This is the person who goes to church, attends church, is excited about being a Christian, but eventually because of the idea that there's more outside, there's more in the world and the world has so much more to offer, they fall away, okay, the weight has no effect in their lives, it has no impact on them. Okay. And then there's the last one. The last one is the seed that falls in the taro. Okay, this this seed does nothing. There's no soil. There's nothing. So nothing happens to it. Gets eaten up by the base. It's finished. Okay. So they never receive the word of God. These ones. Okay. As much as you can preach to them, they never want to receive the word of God. And I'm gonna get into detail into all of these things. Okay. I'm not gonna be speaking ideally about the four seeds per se, but they make such. They, they make for such a great example when it comes to people whose faith is compromised because compromise of faith begins with us not understanding the word of God. Okay, It begins with us not fully getting what the word of God says about us. And when we get to that point, we compromise our faith. Okay, And these are the four things that I wanted us to discuss, the five things that I wanted us to look at when we speak about compromised faith. One is unanswered prayers. Okay when we go to god and we pray and we say god i'm looking for this and god does not answer our prayers we often lose the faith that we have in god and we think oh god cannot do this for me so i'm going to go and look for it elsewhere i think one of the most interesting passages in scripture for me has always been uh okay well apart from <laughs> apart from Matthew 26 where Jesus Christ is at the uh, is, is at the garden of Gethsemane and he's praying to God and saying God if this cup can be taken away from me please take it and God doesn't take it okay apart from that okay that's very that, that, that that's a very important scripture to me but one one of the most important scriptures that I've always read and I felt that you know it makes so much sense for me is the, the story of, about Lazarus Lazarus is sick uh, his sisters call on Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ doesn't come. And Lazarus eventually passes on. And after Lazarus passes on, Jesus Christ comes and they, they're angry at Jesus because he didn't answer them when they wanted an answer. And sometimes we get angry at God because he doesn't give us the solutions that we want when we want them. But we don't recognize the fact that God's glory still has to take part still has to take place so when you don't get things when you're praying about them and you're expecting them to happen in your life and they don't happen you get angry and you move away from God so if you are one of the three seeds not the seed that fell on good soil but the other three seeds you are most likely to be influenced by the fact that you did not get what you asked for so you compromise your faith because you feel God I've been praying but this is not working The second one is pressure from the world. Particularly more interesting to me about this point is 
when we see other people progressing and we don't see ourselves progressing we tend to want more and when we want more we look at god and say god you're not giving us more but the world has more so we're gonna go to the world where there's more i think the israelites had that the israelites in fact at some point they realize that everyone else has a god except for them because their god is unseen so they wanted a god because everyone else had a god obviously okay. small letter g they focus so much on the idea that if we don't have a god we don't know what to worship and how to worship but worship with god is so personal for us those who believe that we understand that we don't have to see him to know that he exists in fact nature speaks so much more for him than anything else and then there's this one point where people tell us lies about god and we believe them There are certain messages that will move you away from Christ. There are certain messages that will make you think that there is no God. But also, there are people whose influence will make you believe that there's no God. Sometimes, sometimes I get on social media and I find these toxic, you know, I find, it, I find this place very toxic for me, okay? I find it very frustrating and sometimes I feel like I shouldn't even be sharing messages on, on those platforms but eventually I do but sometimes I feel like there's just so many different people on these platforms who could literally move someone who has not who is not fully fledged into the weight who has not fully like progressed in the kingdom of God and understanding what the weight is that what they say can easily influence them can, can, could easily impact them There's one that people do as a joke. I don't know, okay? But people do as a joke. And they say, how is it that someone is able to inherit Abraham, I mean, Adam's sin, but we cannot in inherit uh, Solomon's riches? That by itself, jokingly so, it's, it's, it's fun. But when you look at it, it's easy for someone who does not believe in Christ to say, oh, I want the riches more than I want the sin but I have the sin this is not true this God is not real because they don't have a basic understanding of this but because they looked at it from face value they looked at it from what the world was saying it's easy for them to follow because at the end of the day they were part of the three seeds that were never really into the weight yes they some of them got in the weight with excitement but they didn't quite get it and this takes me to my other point, misunderstanding scripture. Some people who misunderstand scripture can easily fall off because they feel like, I'm not going to serve a God like this. Like, you look at this message that we just read. It says that God wanted to, like, he wanted to get them and he wanted to get rid of them. He, he was telling Moses that, you know what, Moses? 
I'm not going to do anything to you, but I'm going to do something to them. I'm going to kill all of them, and then I'm going to make you a great nation. Someone might just say, this is not the God that I want to serve. This is not the God that I want to live for. We thank God for Jesus Christ. <laughs> Most of us would be dead by now. And I would understand why. And the, the, the last one is more on what I was saying, but it's more, more, more. it's a lack of commitment, commitment to God. I'm not fully committed. I'm just here for the things. I'm just here for what I want. And once I get what I want, I have no reason to pray. I have no reason to have a relationship with God. And this is another thing that compromises our faith because we, we feel that, okay, God, I'm going to test you. I'm going to tithe. And once I've tithed, you're going to give me this, and I'm going to be happy. But then you get what you're asking for, and then you leave. Because you were never committed to God. You were never committed to the relationship with God. You were just committed to what you wanted. Then once you got it, then you leave. And I feel that a lot of people are like this. We are committed to our needs from God, and not to God himself. And sometimes when we do get our needs, we move away but when we do not get what we pray about we also move away because our commitment has always been I want I want I want not God relationship it has never been about relationship with God it's always been about what I want and that's what the Israelites are struggling with it has always been about what they want it has always been about what they need it's never been about their relationship with God. Because if it was about relationship with God, they would have identified God in every other thing that he did for them and they would have worshipped him because of what he's done and moreover, they would have worshipped him because they are able to build a relationship with him even when they don't see him. He's able to respond to them even when they don't see him. Imagine a God who responds to you even when you don't see him. Do you know how much more he can do because you cannot see him? If you like movies, some years back, I think I was a kid, man. Uh, I watched a movie of an invisible man. Okay, an invisible man. I think about it. Okay, an invisible man enters a room, takes something, no one knows who took it. Interesting. An invisible man <laughs> can literally influence every other thing that's going on around you and here's God who is invisible and says not only am I invisible I'm invincible okay I'm invincible as well so nothing can touch me nothing can harm me in fact nothing can harm you if you're in me I feel too many of us are looking for the wrong things when it comes to God so much that when we don't get them we compromise our faith in him so maybe maybe, maybe these five examples of what compromise like what, what, what a compromise is 
uh, or when do people compromise or how does it happen maybe it doesn't really make sense to you okay maybe you don't understand what I mean when I say you are compromised okay so this is how you know that you're compromised okay and these are just three things okay three then we will be closing the service the session is closed okay one is you worship God plus idols okay these are people who say I'm committed to God but I'm gonna find other ways if God does not work for me okay secondly these are people who say I worship idols I'm not interested in God I worship what I want to worship but not God okay I don't believe in that Jesus thing I believe in my idols period then the third one say they the third ones they stop believing completely okay these people because of whatever challenges that they faced in Christ they stop believing completely now let me let me let me, let me break this down for you Okay, I said the first ones is they worship God and they worship idols. Okay, so these people got tired of waiting on God. So what they did was, whilst I wait on God, I'm gonna look for another opportunity or another option elsewhere. Okay, what I've seen the most common one of them is, I worship God and I worship my ancestors. Uh, you cannot serve two masters. If you're a Christian, you got to be fully Christian, my man. Okay? The Bible tells us that clearly you cannot serve two masters. The Bible also tells us that God is a jealous God. So if you want to choose him, you got to choose him. You can't choose anything. Okay? You can't choose God and something else. Most people choose God and something else because they feel like God is not doing enough. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try this one thing else, something else. And if it works out, then it works out. One of my favorite examples that I always make when I preach about this part of scripture is, I mean, about this specific topic is medicine, okay? If you take too much medicine at the same time, you never really know what's working and what's not working, okay? For instance, if I buy Benelin for flu and I also buy um what's 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 the ph or whatever okay let me just say uh vix okay the vix syrup okay if i buy one of the two okay i'm a, if i buy both and i have flu and i drink both simultaneously i won't know which one is actually working to heal me in fact at some point the confusion might be they're both working at some point though, I might think none of them is working. And at some point, because of thinking that both of them can work, I compromise my faith because now I am forced and obligated to buy both of them every time I'm sick. This is a waste of money, by the way. Anyway, back to compromising our faith I know that your faith is compromised when you think that when God is not working then something else will work for you but you still say that you're a Christian I know that your faith is compromised when you say to me 
my ancestors can do just as good a job as God can. So as I pray for God, I will also pray for my ancestors, to my ancestors. Now I get it if you don't believe in God, which is the next part. I get it. Okay. But if you believe in God and you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you cannot worship anything else. You cannot. And it ends there. But your faith is compromised when you do. Your faith is compromised because you trust God less and trust those things more. Or you trust those things less and trust God more. Now you've got to make a decision. Do I want to serve God or do I want to serve those things? See how I mentioned Acts 4 verse 12. That there is no other name that, can, that we can be saved by except for the name of Jesus. That passage tells us anyone who wants to be saved their salvation is in Christ and Jesus says what Jesus says whatever you ask in my name he says whatever you ask my father in my name and you ask yourself if he says whatever I ask my father in whatever I ask the father in his name what does it mean it means that the only way you can ask the father is through him there is no other way And when I speak about ancestral worship, let us be clear with this, okay? I'm not talking about you saying, oh, I thank my parents, I thank my grandparents. No. I'm talking about you going and saying, if it's, if it has to go down to this spiritually, I will pray to them. I'm talking about you saying, I worship them because everything I have comes from them. No, it does not. It comes from God. Even they were praying to God. You might not know that. It's fine. But everyone starts with God through Jesus Christ. One of the things that shocked me with people who worship their who worship idols. Okay, let me I'm getting to the next point. Okay. About people who worship idols ideally. Okay. Uh their faith is compromised to a point that they move completely away from God. Okay, They get weary, they get tired, they feel like God does not work, they feel like God does not do what I'm asking him to do, so I'm not going to keep standing here and praying to him, this God is not real. This God has no power, this God can't do anything. And therefore, I'm going to go and look for something that does work. Okay, So they still believe, they still have faith, but their faith is misdirected their faith is misplaced their faith moves away from where it's supposed to be and it is faith in the things of the world it is faith in idols it is faith in people and they're not faith in god okay there are people who worship other people there are people who worship statues pictures i know people who worship mary i have no idea why but they do and i'm not going to question them it's what they chose. But as a Christian, you cannot. You should not. Your worship is to God and God alone through Christ Jesus. Anyway, the Israelites now go and build a God. And that is what they want to worship. They worship a statue. When you read the book of Gideon, no, not the book of Gideon. When you read Judges, <laughs> when you read Judges, Gideon, uh, God tells Gideon to go and get rid of 
the, the, the idols that his parents were worshipping, his, his parents and everyone else who, by the way, got to a point where they felt like we can't feel the presence of God anymore. So they wanted something to feel. So they built their own idols called Baal, an idol called Baal. If you don't know, go and read uh, Judges chapter 6 and you will know more about it. God says to Gideon, go and get rid of that Baal. Gideon goes, Gideon destroys Baal. And uh, in the morning, everyone else comes, everyone is aware that Gideon is the one who did that. And they want to fight with Gideon. But Gideon's father says, if Baal is so powerful, then let Baal fight for himself. Well, Baal did nothing in that case. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. Your idols have no power. Okay. Be it a statue, be it people. Be it a cow, be it a calf, I'm gonna tell you now. You might believe it, okay? But as a Christian, as someone who was once a Christian, I would like to advise you, okay? I'm a Christian and you are once a Christian. As you're listening to this, I don't know how you got to listen to it, I don't know who sent it to you, but I'm hoping that you will know that there is no name, there is no one besides Christ that we can reach God through. And I'm going to tell you, a TV is not going to do anything for you. And I'm going to tell you, a statue, nothing. It's just a statue. See, the danger about faith is faith. <laughs> faith can move mountains, man. Okay, when the Bible tells us about moving mountains, we, we think it's funny. But I'm going to tell you this. Faith works regardless of where it is. But it is compromised because the relationship with God, the relationship with God will not be there because now you do not believe in him. Lastly, these guys, they stopped believing in God completely. Okay. These people have concluded that the idea that the, the idea of there being a God who is like, like the idea of there being a God is foolishness and it is false at best. That's what they believe. Okay. They have decided that they will just live their lives without including any godly figure in it. They do not believe in any higher power. They just want to live their lives. And most of these people claim that Christians are brainwashed. <laughs> Some of them claim that, uh, well, these ones and the ones who worship idols, and I mean, they completely worship idols. Say that we... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> this makes me laugh. <laughs> they say that Christians, especially within a South African context, they say black Christians worship a God who is not their God. I don't know. They say that Jesus Christ did not exist. They say that that's a made-up story. Interesting. So much inconvenience to make up a story about a man who dies and have to write a book of such great magnitude just to prove that point, just to prove one point that that man does not exist. I mean, just to prove a point that he does exist. But tell me, How many of us have actually had an experience, an encounter with God 
and would literally give testimony that he lives, he exists, and that Jesus Christ was once alive. I read a book, okay? Uh, okay, I didn't read the book. I'm too lazy to read books, guys. Too lazy. Uh, I watched the movie, okay? I watched a movie uh, called A Case for Christ. And in the movie, the whole concept of the movie is an atheist, someone who does not believe in God, someone who does not believe in a higher power, has lived his life obviously saying there is no God. But his wife gets exposed to God and now his wife wants to believe. And he wants to prove to his wife that God does not exist, Jesus Christ was never there. And then he goes and says, I'm going to do research so that I can prove the non-existence of God, the non-existence of Christ. In fact, I want to prove that there was no Christ. And if there was no Christ, then there is no God. Okay, that's his whole theory. But in him doing that, he finds more proof of Christ's existence than proof that Christ did not exist. Okay, he finds more information that says there is Christ than more that says there is no Christ and he starts believing. And this is what I want to tell you, okay, for you to actually come to a point where you believe in Christ, okay, you need to be in relationship with him. You need to try and find him. You need to search him. But people who are ignorant will not search him. People who are ignorant will just sit at home. Uh, one of the reasons why I believe that I'm still saved today is because in every situation, especially when it comes to understanding scripture, when I don't get what it means or when I don't get the message behind it, I don't leave. Okay? I stay on the basis that I want to know. And I've learned over the years that for each year that I've lived, there's always been a revelation on a message that I read some three, four years back. And today I get it. I have an understanding of it and it's clear to me. Anyone who leaves will never understand, but anyone who stays will get the knowledge. Anyone who chooses that, I know that God did not do this for me, but I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay because I want to know. I know that I don't understand what the scripture means, but I'm going to stay because I want to know. I know that God, look, okay, the whole point is I'm going to stay because I want to see how it ends. But people stop because they don't have the patience and the commitment to see it through. So they leave. So they stop worshiping God and their faith is compromised right there and then. But anyway, hear me out. There is hope for both you and I, okay? There is hope. But that hope begins with us understanding this point, okay? That what Jesus tells us that we should seek first the kingdom of God and everything will be added, okay? Seeking the kingdom of God is wanting to become like Christ. It's wanting to have the character that he had. Someone who had love and compassion. Someone who understood people. Someone who wanted to help people. When you start building a relationship on this, okay, everything else will come. I know you want the house. I know you want the car. I know you want the fancy, you know, suits and the businesses and the watches and everything that's fancy. And people can see that God is working. But most importantly, build relationship with God and let your life be based on God. I like how says to God, God, if you do bad things to these people, if you get rid of these people, the Israelites, I mean, the Egyptians will see this and will say, their God got them out, but he killed them. And I feel that is so important for us to know because God will not want you to build a relationship with him and not give you these things. The Bible tells us everything else will be added. And this is a promise to you today. Okay, I know you want to have that house. I know you want that job. And I know that 
at some point you feel like I can't keep praising you God because praising you means I need to see proof of things but you cannot praise God based on the proof of things you just need to praise him based on the proof of him and if you feel like maybe it's the things that I want more okay then work okay do the work put in the work but here's my message to you okay seek Christ and work on life and I tell you do not let these two clash wake up every morning do whatever it is that you want to do be it your business be it your work be it your studies work on each and every one of those things one of the things that you discover from scripture is Moses worked okay he was a shepherd and he kept working Jacob worked in fact he worked even for a wife he worked he didn't just sit he worked david david gets anointed goes back to the working field so work is an important part of this okay work is an important part of our lifestyle and i know okay and I'm, i'll probably be doing doing an episode on this next week okay on how we compromise because of the work okay our compromise is strictly because of work and i want to say this okay god wants you to build a relationship with him so seek him more than you seek anything else and let the things come they will naturally gravitate to you they will come i promise you they will come it's not fancy it's not big but they will come what god wants you to have you will have and what you want to have you will have if you trust god and you work towards them but build a relationship with god build a relationship with god my 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 okay my mouth is filled with saliva I'm closing, okay? Hear me out. Our focus should not be on the pleasures of life. These things we can have even without God. And this is the message that Jesus Christ was telling the disciples. That these things, even the pagans see. Our focus should be on building a relationship with God not based on what he gives but on who he is and he will give because of who he is not because you went to him and begged him not because you focused your attention on him giving you let me tell you this maybe this is a message that i've probably never preached probably never said but hell is real guys the afterlife is real and those who do not believe those whose faith is compromised will not see the kingdom of God not on earth not even in heaven they will not get to experience it the new heaven and earth that the Bible speaks about if you are not committed to Christ if you're not committed to building a relationship with God based on Christ based on the faith that you have in Christ based on the grace that he has given you I promise you, you will not see life. Eternal life is not for you. If your faith is compromised. Because God will question you on those. And I don't want to see anyone burning in hell. I know it's scary, but, but it is true. <laughs> Nonetheless, it is true. It, it, it is true that we will have to give account for what we did. But most importantly, we will have to give account for the relationship that we built with God.
for what we wanted more than what we should have. Our lives should be built on Christ as our firm foundation. He should be the rock on which we stand. Paul tells us that the, 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 the brick, which was the cornerstone, was rejected by the builders. So their buildings ultimately fell because they rejected the cornerstone. And I don't want you to reject the cornerstone. I don't want you to compromise your faith to a point that you think that you can do things by yourself. You think that God cannot do things for you. All the things that you want and you pray about, God can give them to you. But focus less on them and focus more on relationship with him. I promise you, things will change for you. I know this because he did it in me. I know this because as I'm sitting here, as I'm doing this podcast, there are things I want and I know I'm not getting, but I'm not interested in getting those things more than I am in building a relationship with God. And that's what I want you to take from this message today. That don't compromise your faith because you feel like this is not working. Because you feel like God is not doing what you're asking him to do. Because you feel like you've lost something and God did not do anything about it. Because sometimes loss can lead us to losing our relationship with God. But I promise you, if you stick with God and you put your faith in him and you put your confidence in him, life will be more different for you than it is for people who leave him. God did not relent. I mean, God held back his anger against the Israelites. And he said, okay, no, it's fine. Well, if you read through it, eventually something does happen to them because they kept being ignorant. They kept ignoring the truth. They wanted what they wanted and it was that. Some of these people did not enter God's rest because they were not committed to God. They were just committed to God giving them things. And here we live on earth, and I agree with that. And life seems so much nicer here. Because that's what we know, that's all we know. But how do you know that it's not nice when you're in heaven? What I do not want to experience is the idea that I get to heaven and I find out that God is real. And everything that we do on a weekly basis, these Sunday churches, Sunday services that we go to, like imagine someone thinking that it's crazy, that this is craziness, man. <laughs> One day you want to realize that all of this is real. And I'm hoping that when you do realize that, you still have a chance to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. On that note, I'd like to pray with anyone who's saying, God, I compromise my faith. Who's saying, today I want to come back to you and I want to change my lifestyle. I want to get back to you. I want to live my life the way you want me to live it. I'd like you to say this prayer with me. And if there's anyone who has not received Jesus Christ as Lord and say that this is a perfect time for you to actually do this prayer with me because you've been worshipping the wrong places. You've built a relationship with the wrong things. So here's a, here's a prayer for us. Okay, so follow me as I say this. Dear Heavenly Father, I lost contact with you because I focused on the wrong things. I moved away from you and I went to seek the things of the world. Receive me today back into your kingdom and presence. I want to live for you.
I declare that Jesus is Lord and I put my life in his hands. May you forgive me and release me from all that kept me away from you. I repent from my ways. I receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. I am born again. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, we honor you, and we worship you. For you are God and you are great. For you do miracles so great, Father. Yes, Lord, when we pray, sometimes we pray for the things and we don't get the things that we pray for, God. But I know, Jehovah, that, Lord, there's more that's found in you. I know that there's more that you can do for us because you're able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ever ask, think, or even imagine, Father. We know that our thoughts, Lord, can never even outthink you, Lord. We know that our ways can never outweigh yours, Father. So today, O oh Lord, as we come before your throne, we are grateful that, Lord, you have reminded us of the fact that our faith should not be compromised. We thank you that, Lord, you are calling us back into your kingdom and you are promising us, Lord, a life of abundance in your kingdom, O oh Lord. And we are trusting you to do great things in our lives as we seek more of you and less of the world. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. with Joseph M. We hope you had a great time with us and that you enjoyed the sermon. Our prayer is that the word fulfills you, that it increases your faith as well as your desire to serve God. We love you and God loves you. For more messages like this, please subscribe to the podcast and turn on your notifications. Thank you and goodbye.